I did a Facebook Live last night on my own for the first time and I didn't want to do it and I got scared and I literally looked in the mirror and said, how badly do you want this rugger? And then I went, right, and I just pressed live and I went live and it was so easy. Welcome to the Get Real About Business podcast, where we uncover the real deal on what it takes to start and grow a business fast. It's all about earning the right where we work hard today so we can reap the reward tomorrow. Prepare for some hot tips today. I'll be your host, Clive Maloney. Hello, welcome back to another episode of the Get Real About Business podcast. This is episode 41 and I'm your host, Clive Maloney. Today we talk employee to entrepreneur. There is a distinct mindset shift that needs to occur when you start a business. And some entrepreneurs really struggle with that. It's something that I struggled with um, when I first started out. It's a distinctly different working in someone else's business as it is working on your own business. If you fail to make that shift, then your fledgling business is, is ultimately doomed. For me, I learned some of those lessons rather late. Um, but today we are looking at what it takes to be successful. So it's very much about mindset and also about some of the things that you need to be doing on a daily basis. So we're talking about daily method of operation today. Those things that you need to do on a daily basis in order to be successful. So this episode is for you if you're just starting out. You, you've either got an idea for a business uh, and you want to make that work or you've already started a business and you're still in the early stages of growth. If you're further on in your business, there may be some lessons to pick up, but predominantly we're looking at what it takes to be successful when you get started. There's some good lessons here to to be aware of as well. If you're further in, things that we need to return to and and lessons to remind ourselves all the time. Now, to help us with this, we have my friend, Sophia Ragavellis Plateau. Now, Sophia is star of the West End stage. She starred in Cats, Mamma Mia, she's been in Les Miserables. West Side Story, Lion King, and all kinds of things. She's now the musical mentor, so she's now uh, mentoring other people in uh, what it takes to be successful in the entertainment industry, and she's also a network marketer. So where she gets the time for that, I have no clue. And she does all that at the same time as being a mum and a wife, and running home, and all the other kind of usual stuff that a lot of us have to deal with. So welcome, Sophia. How are you doing today? I'm good, thank you, Clive. How are you? Awesome, awesome. Really good, really good. Now, you spent most of your career as a performer. Yes, I have. Before we sort of get into talking about business, give us a quick tour about what you've done in your career and, and what led up to the point at which you decided that you were going to start a business. Okay, so I've been in the musical theatre business for nearly 20 years. And um, I started out at the dance, dancing school around the corner from me at the age of three and a half with my tap shoes on and just absolutely loving it. I used to tap dance in church. My mum used to have to keep me, keep me still because <laughs> I just absolutely loved it. And then I went on to um, dance a drama college, a dance college uh, called London Studio Centre. Did my three years training there. And then I was really, really lucky to get my first job in a, out of college straight away in a show called Jesus Christ Superstar and that kind of took my career into the stratosphere really I didn't stop for 10 years after that and I went from show to show job to job I was in the ensemble I was um, understudy to the lead roles and then 
in 2003, I got my big break and um, got the part of Eponine, which was the, one of the lead roles in Les Miserables. And that was really my big break. And it was just amazing. And they decided to use my face um, for a poster campaign and they plastered it over the whole of London, <laughs> which was just insane. My mum used to say I had a face like a back end of a bus because <laughs> it was on the back of a bus. <laughs> <laughs> I was so annoyed. Which was incredible. And, you know, for me, that was a huge turning point in my career. And then I went on to play Sophie in Mamma Mia. I went back into Les Mis to play another lead role in, as uh, Fontaine in, in Les Mis. And that's, you know, it was a rare occurrence. There's only a few people in the world who have, have done that. So I was really proud to say that I'm one of them. And... So that continued that way. And then after 10 years, I kind of hit a point in my career where I just had enough. I was a bit burnt out and I decided to take a break. And I put a rucksack on my back at the age, tender age of 30, always wanted to go traveling. And I went around the world and it was incredible. It was such a huge journey for me. And 18 months later, I came back and thought, right, that's it. I'm gonna jump back into the industry. You know, I'm Sophia Agavellas after all and face like a back of a bus, <laughs> but it wasn't to be. And it was a really different journey for me. And for the next two and a half years, I really, really struggled. And, and the main thing that really happened was social media took over. And um, because I didn't have a profile on social media, I couldn't get a job. So I went through two and a half years of a real downward spiral in losing my confidence, losing my self-worth and my self-esteem and just wanting to give it up really and getting into a really, really dark place. And so then came along my dear friend who was running a network marketing business in a with a company called Arbon, and she asked me to take a look at it and I was a bit like, nah, nah, I'm all right. Okay, I'll do my Zumba once a week. That, that'll keep me going, you know. And I really didn't want to hear about it. Anyway, you know, with, with much nudging and uh, giving me some fantastic books to read, I decided to take a look at it. I jumped in and six years later, I honestly have never looked back. It was one of the best decisions of my life. And what I loved about it the most was the fact that it took me on a personal development journey. And I really, it really opened up my mind to looking after myself and looking deeper into myself. And I learned lots of tools and techniques that then gave me my self-worth, gave me my, um, a strong mindset. And then walking into auditions, I just felt completely different. And I just loved the fact that I had control over my feelings, my emotions and my mindset. And so over the next kind of five, six years, I got back into the industry. I played Grizabella in Cats, Anita in West Side Story. And it just, I kind of was getting back on the treadmill, which was brilliant. And then I realized that actually these tools and techniques that I've been using were really useful for other people. And when I went back into colleges to teach audition technique, I started seeing that their mindset was quite foggy. So I started using some of these techniques and it really helped them. It would just open up their voice, open up their mind. And suddenly, you know, transformations were happening right, right in front of my face. So I put together a workshop and a one-to-one -one program for coaching and mentoring. And over the next couple of years, I kind of worked on it. I also had a baby. 
So, um, you know, that was, that was uh, an interesting time in my life. And he's now, he's nearly two and he's just incredible. Yeah. And um, that was why, and that one reason why I started my network marketing business was because I knew that one day I wanted to have a family. I didn't want to have to go back to do eight shows a week. And then through that, this, I've created another company called The Musical Mentor. It's about three months old and it, I'm very, very excited about it. And I know that this is something, this is where I'm supposed to be. And the two businesses work so well together because they are healthy from the inside with the nutritional range that I use in Arbonne, with the mental state that I like to, to work on. And then I'm, you know, on the outside, I want to feel and look my best. And then I want to help other people to do the same. Love it, love so it. that's me. That was a long <laughs> overview. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, no, that that's, that's great. It's a wonderful story, actually. <laughs> I think the thing is, um, what's interesting is obviously you worked your way out like everybody else. And you, you you must have been for, for audition after audition, and you you had meteoric success, a kind of a level of success that a lot of people in your industry don't reach. Um, yes. Of course, we only notice the people on TV and on stage because they're the people in front of us. But mm. behind every person who's up there on stage or wherever, there's a lot of people who who didn't get there. Yes. So you got to that stage where you had this huge level of success. You went to the break and then you, it was crickets. Um, yeah. And so because it's interesting what you're saying, a lack of social media profile, a lack of a social profile meant that you absolutely had to start from scratch again. Mm. And that's hard when you're starting anything like a business or like you're the next stage in your performance career. When you're starting from standing still, that's tough, isn't it? Oh, gosh, completely. And I think... You know, the more you do in the, in, in the musical theatre industry or any industry, there's a certain expectation. So every time I walked into the audition, they were like, oh, it's Sophia, great, come on then, what have you got? And I was just not in a fit state at all, mentally, physically, emotionally. So then that pressure was just crushing me. And it was, it was like I was starting again, but I, because I had that huge career behind me it was such a bizarre feeling because it was like I was starting again but also they're expecting something from me so yeah it was a real tough tough time and I never ever want to be there again yeah yeah mm. uh, absolutely absolutely and you know I couldn't help but think about the parallels between when I first started my business and kind of starting from scratch you know feeling that yes I had something to offer mm. but actually going into conversations with people about what I could offer it's, it's doing the ask was the hard bit for me mm. um, and I suppose that's very similar to going to an audition where you're kind of meeting people you're talking about what you can do for them um, and ultimately you're waiting for somebody to say yes it's hard to hear that rejection and often because we're waiting for that rejection that almost sets us up for it completely and I would 100% self-sabotage myself before I even walked in the room and that was the biggest letdown of myself. And, you know, I'd walk in the room, the inner monologue would be going completely mental. And then sometimes it would come out loud and I'd be like, no, no, stop talking, stop talking. Because my mindset just was in such a self-destructive place that I just couldn't show them my talents and I couldn't show them that I was right for this part, regardless of whether I had a profile or not. And knowing that in the back of my mind, I didn't have a profile. I didn't have a profile. I don't really, you know, know what I'm doing. That set that propelled me to walk in completely desperate mm. and completely vulnerable and just 
open to being crushed even more. And with every rejection came more rejection and, you know, it was self, self-fulfilling prophecy, really. It just really emphasises the importance of creating a profile. And we talked about that in the mm. last episode. Um, at this stage, you wouldn't have heard, about, heard that episode yet, um, Sophia. It's uh, an interview I did with Luke Magna. We were talking about creating your own YouTube channel and using video there. Brilliant opportunity for creating a profile. But it's really important that we do that these days. Absolutely. I mean, back in the day when, when I was up there, we didn't have anything like social media at all. And we had YouTube and we had MySpace. God, I'm really showing my age now. <laughs> but <laughs> I didn't have a clue where to begin. I really didn't know. And I never really had it in my head that I was my business. I always just let my agent do it. I'd get the phone call, here's your audition. And only really when I came back from traveling did I realize how important it was to be um, self-promoting and have those YouTube channels. And, you know, but to be honest, I wouldn't have even had any, any content to put on it because there wasn't any of it like that when I was, when I was up and coming. Yeah. So that would have meant me kind of creating it myself. And then I guess, again, the self, doubt and the, the lack of self-worth kicks in to go well who am I to have my own YouTube channel and you know all of that just sabotages you so much when really you just think well everyone's trying to do it so why not me yeah absolutely you know? it seems to me that perhaps the biggest thing is this mindset mm. uh, it takes the time to sort of switch over from if you work for somebody else I know for you maybe you didn't work in what I would consider a traditional job being mm -hmm. on stage but essentially you were still working in a production, you had a role to fulfill, you had presumably directors and people telling you what you needed. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. We were always answering to somebody and you know, the, the mere fact that I had to do eight shows a week and probably only got Christmas day off, that was dictated to me. So I just went along with it because that's all I, all I ever knew. Until mm. one day I just went, do you know what? I don't want to, I don't want to be, hold on to this anymore i want to be my own boss and i want to have my own life because for 20 years doing eight shows a week you know for years on end and t months on end it's it takes its toll out of you so yeah i decided to make that shift and here i am yeah and aside from the changing boss obviously you worked for somebody else you had directors you had people um <laughs> running your work day and the same as anybody else working in a, a normal job. What is the fundamental difference? I mean, obviously you have a different boss. Do you think it's that different working for yourself than working for somebody else? Yes, I do. Because especially in, in our industry, everything's very much set out. So you have your contract, whether it be three months, six months to a year. You're told sometimes in jobs, you're told when you can have your holidays. And, you know, there's been many weddings and parties and holidays that I've missed out on because I wasn't able to take a holiday. So in that respect, there's always somebody above you to tell you yes or no. And therefore, you know, you're at their mercy all the time and you can't plan things. You can't plan a holiday just in case I get another job or just in case that contract comes up and I want to renew it, you know. So you're always... I think that's what, what killed me in the end, that I didn't want to be at the mercy of anybody. And, they, and because you, I love what I do, 
I would just go to the ends of the earth for it anyway. And I'd be like, oh, it's okay. It's, you know, it's my passion. It's my job. But I'd be on the floor because I'd be so tired because of the amount of work that they'd want us to do. And you have to do it because the show and the production are bigger than you. And you just have to say yes. And that was the bit that I really, I didn't want to do anymore. I wanted to be in control of my life and I wanted to make those decisions. Okay, so the situation is different. There's a lot more pressures. And we both know that when you first start a business, hopefully it's different later on. You know, you get to that stage when you've got a team people behind you or you've got things set up mm. on you know, some degree of automation. Then when you first start a business, your money stops coming in when you stop working. So, yeah, the situation is different and it creates perhaps a, a lot more pressure. And you want to say about pressure creates diamonds. How do we need to be different? Working for somebody else, going from that to working for yourself, what do you think are the differences in how we should present ourselves and how we should be thinking and be behaving on a daily basis? I think the biggest thing that I have found is discipline. Discipline, discipline, discipline. That is my biggest takeaway and you know in one sense that I am very disciplined when it comes to my my work when I was in the theater I was you know always knew my lines always knew the songs was at rehearsals on time every show I would give 110 percent I wasn't I wasn't a slacker I was you know hit the high notes no no problem so I was very disciplined in that in that arena but taking it out when I'm my own person And it's a case of going, okay, do I sit at my desk and do some work and move my business on? Or do I just stick Netflix on? Oh, it's all right. Let's put the kettle on. So nobody's looking. And that's the difference, I think. Because of the environment that I was working in the theatre, I had a thousand people sometimes watching me. So therefore, I had to be on my A game. And I had the cast watching me. And I had the possible directors or the casting directors of the next job watching me. So I had to stand up tall and I had to present myself well. When you're working for yourself at home, no one's watching you. No one's looking at you. And, and that's where you really, really have to dig deep. And they say that it's mo- most important of the things you do when no one's watching. Yeah. You know, and, and social media has been a huge, um, a huge part. It played a huge part in that game because... We are constantly wanting to show everybody what we're doing and what we're looking like, but we don't show the people the stuff when we are sitting and watching Netflix and not doing our job, you know? So I think that's the biggest thing is to be really mindful of the things that you're doing on a daily basis when you are at home on your own and, and to be really strict with your time management, strict with, because I can sit on the phone for hours with my brother on FaceTime you know, and before I know it, the morning's gone and I haven't done any work. And I really feel like I've now got that under my belt and to be disciplined and to have that strong mindset to know this is my own business and only I can move it on. I did a Facebook Live last night on my own for the first time and I didn't want to do it and I got scared and I literally looked in the mirror and said, how badly do you want this, Raga? And then I went, right. And I just pressed live and I went live. <laughs> it was so easy. <laughs> but I could have easily just gone, I oh, know it's okay. I won't, I won't do it. You know, it doesn't matter. So it's a case of always asking yourself, how are this, is this going to move your business on? What, what will you gain if you do it? And what will, you, what will happen if you don't do it? 
So it is 100% discipline and mindset for me. That was the biggest thing. Mm. That's actually a really important thing to ask yourselves. What will we gain from doing this? And what was that? What will we? What will happen if you don't? What will happen if we don't? Yeah. It's about looking at the consequences. Yeah. Sometimes we can play those down. Maybe you think, well, hey, if I don't do a Facebook um, live today, mm. nobody's really going to matter. But what it's about is that you have to kind of drip things on a daily basis, mm. just like warming up a client. You have to keep creating touch points, nurturing people, especially if we link it back to what we were talking about earlier with the, the creating a profile, the importance of having a profile. If you consistently do the right things on a daily basis, then the results will come. But the difficulty is, you know, as you mentioned, is discipline. Mm. Uh, I, often, I often joke it's the rarest of human qualities. It really is. And I think that it's all easy to talk a good game, but it's mm. following through. It's having the integrity and the commitment and the determination to sort of see it through, actually have that grit to do it. That's, that's key. And one of the things that, you know, I know we've talked about a lot is consistency. Yep. Want to tell yep. us a little bit about that? Yeah, so I've always, you know, my whole six years of being in network marketing, I've always heard consistency is key, consistency is key. And I'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then look at myself and be like, I'm so not consistent, but I didn't know how to change that. And, you know, I've got all the goodwill in the world and I've got all the inspiration and motivation for other people, but can I do it myself? I couldn't do it. I really couldn't do it. I didn't know how to. So I really had to strip it back and say, okay, what can I do on a consistent basis that will move me forward? Because as we all know, if you do something, a small thing every day, you will see the results. But I think it's a case of sometimes it's that instant gratification that we just want all the time. And when we don't see it happening straight away, we just go, oh, it's not worth it. I, I just won't bother. It's not happening. It's, you know, you don't see the results. And so for, therefore we get despondent and then we give up and then we're going to start all over again. And actually that starting all over again is where you get exhausted. So if you just take out the emotional attachment to it and you just do it, it's like getting up and brushing your teeth. It's like breathing. It's like going to sleep. It's, those daily things that we do without even realizing. And so I really looked at my daily habits and went, right, what are good ones? What are bad ones? What's serving me? What's not serving me? And I just loved the fact that I could really see the ones that were good for me and the ones that weren't good for me. And I made a conscious decision. I took responsibility for that. And I was like, right, I need to do this, 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 and this every day. So I need to be able to, to A, find the time and B, um, timetable it in and do it no matter what. Mm. So my first thing that I started with was my personal development because I know that unless I'm doing that every day, my mindset can be very temperamental. And so I found a slot in the morning before my son woke up and then I would do my personal development. And I knew it was done. It was out of the way. I would continue throughout the day to add to it, but I would, it would be focused, it would be energized in the right way, and it would set my day. And I would then be in control of my day rather than my day controlling me. And that's the bit that firstly, fundamentally changed so much for me. And then I found other things that 
and I created other things that worked for my business. And then I created my, my little daily method of operation and I timetabled it in. And that was the bit that has been really, really um, integral to my business timetabling in because you know I, I love a timetable I used to sit and write timetables for hours all different colors stickers go out to Ryman's and buy new stationery to make a new timetable but I'd never stick to it so in actual fact when I when I just did a simple version of it I stuck to it I saw the results and that's when I just knew that that was what I had to do every day to really feel like I was growing and running my business because it was all well and good me saying I've got my own business. I wasn't really running it. I just had it sitting there looking pretty. Yeah. So that was the difference for me. Okay. So there's a lot of stuff coming out here. I just want to break this down. Um, mm -hmm. Firstly, daily method of operation, DMO. I'm sure you can Google that and find something about that. But I, I want to get you to break that down for me in a minute because I think this, this is absolutely critical. It's a really important lesson here. And one of the things that I picked up from you as well there is you were talking about um, having timetables. And I, I can really see you doing that, going out. And I, know. Like that. <laughs> I don't know what you mean, Clive. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I love a bit of stationery, mate. Yeah, yeah. Can we tell the don't we all? <laughs> <laughs> so I think the thing is, the hardest thing again is sticking to that. Mm. And that's where we have to recognise that we have only so much capacity to make decisions on a daily basis. Mm. Um, it wears us out. It, it's taxing making decisions. And if we find ourselves constantly making decisions throughout the day, everything from what do we wear, what do we eat, to how we're going to spend our time now, what's the first thing we do when we sit down and work, but that's all mental energy mm. used up on things that are really aren't that important. But if you can create a schedule and stick to it, having that discipline to stick to it, then you remove some of those fairly unimportant decisions because yeah. you can plan it all in advance and then it's just seeing it through. And that creates a lot of mental energy that you can use on some of the important stuff that we need to be thinking about, like, you know, okay, so how do I create this new campaign or, you know, what's, what's the next step for me to take my business forward? So it, it creates that space for you to, to make the important decisions. Just going back to consistency, you know, one final point here is that um, I have a, a method that I teach people that I'm working with, and I know that you use it as well, Sophia, around client acquisition. I won't go into it now, but what I find consistently is that the people who are doing it on a daily basis, they're the people who are inundated with work because it works. It's, you know, the system works. And Sometimes I speak to people in a coaching session, they say to me, hey, well, you know, business isn't great at the moment, you know, it's really struggling, not getting a lot of work. Um, I say, are you doing this? And consistently they tell me no. And so, like, that's it. You, you know what to do. You've got to do it. So it's about doing that one thing, that action on a daily basis, and that's really important. So consistency is key. I want to get to the daily method of operation. Before we do that, any other things that you can mention, Sophia, about keys to success for an entrepreneur? What are the things that we should be considering doing and focusing on in order to be successful? I think it's um, a case of your attitude towards it and having a real positive attitude, but also a hungry attitude. You've got to be hungry for it because you can just go to your day-to-day -day job and do your thing and not really move mountains, but 
every day in your business, you have to move something forward, whether it be a new contact, a following up with somebody, an income producing activity where you are building upon your, your financial uh, situation. But you've got to be, you've got to be, uh, your energy's got to be right. And I think that's another thing. So attitude and energy. And I know when I, you know, work from home in my pajamas, I don't really get much done. I, I kind of potter and I'm here and I'm there and I'm eating here and I'm drinking a cup of tea and, you know, but when I get up, I shower, I do my daily affirmations, I do my, you know, my miracle morning, as I like to call it. And, and I get up, I shower, I'm ready. I sit on my desk, I've got a completely different energy about it. And then sometimes when I, you know, find a little bit of a lax, I will just do like 10 star jumps <laughs> or put some good music on. Or if my son's around, I'll have a little play with him. I'll step away from the, from the desk. I'll have a little, you know, put some music on and do wheels on the bus, go round and round as you do. Yeah. And, and it just change, it shifts my energy and therefore it, rise, it raises my vibrations. And then the way I then go talk to a customer or send an email it's just got a more positive energy behind it it's got a positive vibe and it's got an expectation that something good is going to come back whereas yeah. if i'm sat down i'm feeling a little bit miserable i'm sending out an email and it's a bit mm, a bit pathetic then i'm not going to and i'm not really expecting anything back then i'm not going to move my business forward so i would highly recommend you know if you've got a great playlist that you you can compile together to have one in the background if you want, or just when you're having your break, stick the music on and, and lift your vibrations and lift your energy. That will then take you into your income producing activity in a completely different headspace and a completely different vibration. Love it. Love it. Absolutely. So it is all about attitude mm. and energy. Um, and you can choose that. And if Definitely. You, you choose your attitude, and if you don't have the energy, then the simplest thing to do is to, um, what they talk about in NLP, neuro-linguistic programming, is to change state. Yes. So for you, singing wheels on the bus, <laughs> or going out for a walk, taking a shower, yeah. whatever, do something, move your body, change state, and that is a great way of re-energizing. And one of the things that I do is that I, I will go for a walk or I'll listen to a podcast. Yes. Um, and the podcasts I tend to listen to are stuff that, that are about being successful in business because I know that I'll, once I finish listening to that, I'm, I'm up for the day. I'm up for the day. And that's probably one of the things that inspired um, in this podcast. So, yeah, all, all really good. What I want to talk about now, if it's okay with you, Sophia, is this daily method of operation. Can you just go through us? What is it and how does it work? Okay, so my daily method of operation. It consists of um, a few things that I have found in my business with network marketing that if I do these every day it really sets the precedent to move my business on forward so I have two business asks that I do every day and they aren't just you know connecting with people they are asking them to take a look at the business and to set up a meeting with them I then do one reconnect with a friend um, whether that be to wish them happy birthday or to comment on the, one of their posts and within that comment say hope you're well be lovely to see you again so that can be done through social media or it can be simply to send a text message to somebody and say hi how are you thinking of you okay so once you've done that then you do one new 
person to your um, active active list. So this would be your list of people that you're going to connect with. And this can be something that can be as simple as looking at some friend requests. Maybe you've got a, um, a, a list of people that you haven't said yes to. And then just have a little look up, look them up and see who they are, see who friends you've got in common and add them to your, um, your friends list on Facebook. Or you can find somebody that, that's on social media, on Instagram, Instagram or Twitter that you can start following. So you're starting to make reconnections with people. Um, then you have, then I also have 15 minutes of reading a personal development book or a book on the industry of network marketing or 15 minutes of listening to, um, a podcast or an, an audio book that you're listening to. So therefore you're, you're allowing yourself to do the uh, personal development side of things to keep your mindset strong, but you're also doing the activity because they work hand in hand together because I've had times when I've done all the personal development and no activity. And so therefore my business isn't moving on or I've done all the activity and no personal development. So then I can't deal with say rejection or, you know, the waiting for people to come back to you. So it's not arming me to deal with the, the ups and downs of, of having your own business. So there, therefore that daily method of operation really, really works for me. Right. Okay. So let me just go through this. It starts with two business asks. Yes. And that's where you will invite somebody to look at what you're doing. How does that work? What, yeah. What so I would, I would pretty much say, um, I'd, you know, contact them and say, hello, how are you doing? You know, make a, a genuine compliment about, um, a picture you've seen on Facebook or, you know, ask them how their family are and then say, you know, I've been running my business. You can give a little background if you want. Um, but you're basically saying, would you mind if I shared an income opportunity with you? Or I would really love to, to sit down and tell you about my Arbonne story. Um, cause I really think it would be a great fit for you X, Y, and Z. So always think of something that, you know what's in it for them it's not about you it's what's in it for them because how can you help them so you've got to put all that into the message as well um i'm free this that this day that day what suits you best let me know okay okay so i think the thing is you have to be bold very rarely do people line up at your door asking to do, do business with you um certainly when you first get started you have to be bold you have to do the ask um yeah. And uh, so how do you do this? Is this, do you do it over social media? Is it phone or what do you do? It depends. I always think about the relationship that I have with the person. And if I have a phone relationship with them and I'm always chatting that way, then I will firstly and foremost pick up the phone because yeah. that's where you can get your excitement across. You can have a conversation with the person. But if I, if I haven't got time to do that or it's not that kind of... Um, relationship i will send them a message either on facebook messenger or a text or what's always been really good and and worked really well is a little voice note so you're not taking massive time out of their day or your day and you're but you're still able to get your excitement over and they, they can listen to it and nine times out of ten people always say oh it was so lovely to get your voice note and hear your voice and you know and then you book in that time to have that that to have that meeting that conversation um, and you go from there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I love that. I've never tried anything like a voice note. I, I, I suppose I've sent 
personal videos they they work really well um uh, and i think they work well probably the same as this because it's a little different mm -hmm. but i think one of the things that we need to remember is that actually sometimes email and texts and things like that are almost a coward's way out because we do that because it's easier so the best thing that we can do when we're doing the ask you know i believe is to to get on the phone and have a conversation so it might well work okay to send a text or a personal video that's very different and you're still getting a sense of like person and personal connection there um, but that's really important you must do the asks and two every day yes yes absolutely yes and this was something that i really really lacked and you know i'd look back at my month and think oh i've not done many one-to-ones this this month and think well how many people did i ask you know one of my affirmations was every day people say yes to this business and i was saying it every day and then realizing i wasn't actually asking anyone to look at it yeah <laughs> so you know i wasn't doing the do and and it really made me realize that this was something that i had to i actually had to learn about because it used to petrify me to ask people to look at the business. And then once I learn the what's in it for them and how can I help them and it's nothing to do with me or me reaching my goal or me getting a better paycheck, it was about what can I do for them? How can, they, how can I help them? And then I learned some fantastic verbiage to put to that and then the, the, the ask became so easy and I completely got out of my head and was just able to do it. Okay, could, could you share that with us? Yes, absolutely. So it was pretty much one of the best ones that I came across was, would it be okay if I shared an income opportunity with you? Mm. I'm looking to work with dynamic, energetic, passionate people, and you came across, you, you jumped out at me. I'm simply asking people to take a look. And that's what was really important for me just to take a look because so many people come back to me and say oh well, i can't promise anything and i'm like I, I don't want you to promise i just want you to take a look and at the end of the day with network marketing if you're not telling your story and you're not asking people to take a look then you're not running your business the rest will come with that but you've got to start by asking yeah. and another one that we that i came across was if i would you and that is just, you know, you're, it, it's genius because you, people, people's natural human response goes, yeah, okay, because they're getting something out of it. You're getting something out of it. You're coming at an equal opportunity and you're getting, you're, you're, you're just, you're being bold and you're putting it out there, but it's got a lovely soft, soft touch to it as well. If I would buy you a cup of coffee would you sit down with me and take a look at my business? Yeah, and that's known as verbal contracting. If I, yeah. if I send you this, would you mm. look at it? Mm. So yeah, and it works really, really well. Uh, I love yeah. that. Yeah. So those are two great examples from the network marketing um, industry, and I can see that that would work very well. And at the end of the day, if you're in network marketing, try it. You know, if mm -hmm. you have nothing to lose. Mm. The important thing is you have to ask every day. Two asks each day. Assuming there is 261 working days in a year, which there are for 2018 in the UK, then um, that is actually 532 asks through the year. Um, and you've got to ask yourself, if I spoke to 532 people and asked them to work with me, some of that's got to stick, right? Absolutely. And, and in any business, in any business, it's all about numbers. 
it's the amount of people that you get get in front of the amount of people that you ask the amount of people that who know about your brand and at the end of the day you know i remember my cousin saying to me a few years ago so what are you up to at the moment i said oh i'm doing this that and the other and i'm in network marketing and he was like oh well i didn't know that it's not very good marketing is it and i thought oh my gosh no it's not i'm not you know i don't want to vomit over everybody that i'm doing this but i also want people to know <laughs> that this is a part of what i do you know and you've got to market it and not just show everybody what you're doing you've got to ask you've got to ask people to take a look at it because otherwise you're just sitting at home and the business is for you and and how dare you not share whatever you've got to give to people and nine times out of ten we're in an industry of servicing other people so what what's the point if you're just sitting at home with it by yourself you need to share it with other people and so you need to ask people if they want to share it with you if you love what you do whether it's a hobby or business mm. or whatever if you love it then mm. naturally we want to share it and i think that good marketing is simply about sharing what you do with passion 100 percent. and that's not selling too that's just sharing mm. and, and obviously you share the bits that are relevant and you know that will be helpful to other people and it's not about ram roading what you do or vomiting mm -hmm. as you put it <laughs> on other people. it's just sharing with passion and it if you is. care enough then some people can say yeah i love that i love that so two business asks one yes. reconnect with a friend yes Yes. So this is about kind of, you know, especially on social media. So I do use my, my mainstream of doing all my business asks is through social media. Um, and I think, you know, we can scroll through the pages so quickly that we can just like, 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 but to get, it's a bit like, you know, Clive's taught me to have a stalk list and it's just been a brilliant tool that I've used. And I absolutely love it. And it's, it's all about getting back into that person's conscience and going, I'm here. And then they go, oh, yeah, you've popped up. Oh, wonder what you're up to. And therefore, it starts that whole conversation again. And sometimes it's nice to do that reconnect before you jump in and ask. And I think what I did for a good few years was I would reconnect and not ask. And I would, you know, but and I'd even get the meeting and have the coffee and sit and talk about everything else. And then last minute as they're leaving, oh, 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 by the way, I need to tell you about Arbonne. <laughs> and it was, you know, it, it was a waste of time. And, and if you're reconnecting on a simple level like that on a social media platform, then you can, the next time you want to do a business ask, you've got that lead already bubbling over. Yeah. You've got that reconnection already going. So you're not necessarily just coming out of the blue. And this is an important point here. What the reconnect is not about is is not the ask. No. What you're doing here as um, as same as you know, what we talked about the stalk list is mm. what we do mm. in the stalk list is we look at creating meaningful engagements with people. Yeah. Uh, you know, with our, our list of hot hot people that we want to work with or we want to connect with somehow. What we've got to do is create meaningful engagements. That's mm. more than a like on Facebook. Absolutely. Um, you know, we have to create conversations. And if we do that on a consistent basis, then we warm people up. And, and down the road, if they're ready for it, we'll do the ask. Absolutely. And you've done that. You've put that time in. And any business, especially network marketing, is all about relationships. And having gone into another business and, you know, created my own company, 
I'm asking people at dance colleges for me to come in and bring my workshops to them. Some of them I know and some of them I don't know. So I have to build that relationship up. And one college, which was my, actually my college, London Studio Centre, their first when I first went in, they said, we want to build a relationship with you. And I was just like, yes, brilliant. That's exactly what I want to do as well. And business is all about people. No matter what you do, you know, you will buy from somebody who you trust, you like, and you know, and you've got to get to know them. And this is where the reconnect comes into to fruition because you really do take an interest in their life, whether it be on social media or whether you say, let's grab a coffee and have a, and, and have a catch up. But it's just simply a catch up. You don't then just try and snip in, you know, by the way, I bought my computer and can I do a presentation to you? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the reconnect with a friend, that's the second thing. Now, the other thing was bringing a new person into your community or into your network. Yes. How do you do that? So there's a couple of ways you can do this. Um, you can either, if you're looking at Facebook, if that's your platform, then a great way that I found to do it is to look on my friend request list. Because I used to be quite closed off if people requested me and I hadn't met them before or I didn't, you know, really know, know them, I'd be like, no, 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 my Facebook's private. But I actually didn't realize that I was cutting myself off to, you know, to open up my, my network and meet new people. So I go down my friends list, my friend request list. I have a little look and that kind of, I go and have a little snoop and say, oh, how do I know you? And I, I accept them and then I send them a message and say, thank you for your request. If it's an old one, I will say, I'm so sorry. I, this passed me by. Um, but, and if I can't remember how I've met them, I will say, excuse my, my naivety, but I really can't remember how, I, how we met or have we met. Because some people do request you and you have never even met them before or they've seen me in something. And, you know, and I will be bold as to ask because then it can start a conversation. And, and nine times out of 10, I have met them and it's been years ago or, you know, so it's really nice to reconnect in that way. I used to just accept them, but now I send a message and, and start a conversation and it just feels a lot more authentic and a lot more kind of, you know, I'm accepting you in and let's have a chat because you've asked me to be a friend for some reason. So let, let's connect that way. So that's one way of Facebook. Another way is on Instagram. You can follow a hashtag. Um, if, and so therefore I would either if I'm doing it for network marketing I would do something like health or mindset or fitness or if I'm doing it for musical mentor I would put in hashtag performers life hashtag singer hashtag confidence um, and then I would find somebody follow them and then you know maybe build up the relationship that way as well and there's a, there's a couple of network marketing um, so networking apps as well that you, can, um, that you can use, which are really good. So they're always about reconnecting with new people who are looking to connect as well. So sure. that's brilliant. Sure. And so there really are so many opportunities. Yes, you can use those opportunities when people contact you and they want to connect. Most people are looking to expand their networks. So, you know, yes. that's a really good way of starting is just say, you know, hey, thanks for your friend request. How do I know you? Um, yeah. You know, are you looking to expand your networks or, you know, have we met before? So just yeah. start a conversation. That's where it begins. And then you can follow up later and develop that, that relationship. Um, yeah. And the, the last part of this as well was your, your 15 minutes personal development. 
talk to us about that. What do you do in that time? Okay, so I actually do a full half an hour in the morning, yep. which I, um, I followed from a, a great book called The Miracle Morning. And I absolutely love it. And we have created our own version of it within Arbonne. And we have an acronym called Great VP. And it stands for gratitude, reading, exercise, affirmation, to-do list, can't spell, um, visualization, and then a positive audio. So I actually get on a Zoom call with several other people from my team every morning at six o'clock. And we, we link up and we do half an hour of all of those little things. So I've kind of tapped into that. But then throughout the day, I have an audio on either in the car or in, the, in my house while I'm washing up or cooking dinner. And I will constantly have on loop, whether it be something to do with network marketing or whether it be something to do with my mindset and getting it into, you know, motivating me in that sense to take, to take action. So I really feel that this is a huge part of what I do and the reading is is imperative because especially with with network marketing you have to learn about the industry because it's come something completely different to what I've ever done but also with my mindset coaching I could pick up a book read a line and then you know two hours later be having a coaching call with somebody and then that line will will pick up in my mind and I can say that to them. So you're constantly, it's about constantly learning and constantly um, creating an archive of information or books that you can then go and recommend to somebody. Because if somebody's coming to me saying, I oh, just, you know, in a bad place or they're kind of ungrateful and moaning about what they haven't got, then I'm not going to about to teach them all about gratitude in, in 20 minutes. I can say, go and read this amazing book called The Magic by Rhonda Byrne. It will get you in the state of gratitude. It will really change your life. It is the most beautiful book. You know, and I, I can recommend it because I've read it. And then they can go on their own personal journey and we can talk about it rather than me having, you know, having to always coach and train. It's sometimes about guiding the person to then go and empower themselves. Yeah, yeah, I love that. And I think what we have to recognize is that personal development is a legitimate business activity. Yes. Uh, I, I, I had a conversation with somebody, I think it was last month, and they're saying that, you know, they, they know that they should be investing in their personal development, but it often gets put back because mm -mm. when they're reading a book or, you know, watching a video about something that they need to learn, then they feel that they're like kind of wasting time. They should be out there. They should be doing business somehow. They feel like it's maybe a luxury to do. I don't know. Mm. But, I, I, I agree in that in a weird sort of way, Clive, but I'd always feel guilty for, you know, I used to do an hour in the morning of my miracle morning and feel guilty for sitting down for 20 minutes and reading and thinking, oh, I, could, I could be doing this, I should be doing this. But actually, it is vital. It is absolutely vital to do it. And I think if you can squash it into half an hour or you can find slots in your day where you can do it, then it, it works for you. But what I found is if I was doing it throughout the day, that's when it wasn't as powerful. And that's why I love my Miracle Morning. I do it in half an hour. It's focused, it's driven, it's concise. And everything is, the box has been ticked. And then as I say, later on, I might do a few more affirmations or I might listen to an audio while I'm in the car. So there's that dead space that's been 
filled with good stuff. So it really, I I think it's really vital and really important. And if you can get it down at the beginning of your day, then that's when the magic happens. 100%. I think the key to it is to plan the time. Yes. Because otherwise you say about fitting it in. I don't Mm. think it works. Mm -mm. One of the dangers around personal development, and I I am totally for personal development, but one Mm. of the dangers is, is that we can use it as a form of procrastination. Oh, 100%. So we have to watch that. And the best thing mm. to do to make your personal development meaningful is to schedule time, treat it like it's an important business activity, get it done, and only do the time that you schedule. For mm. me, I, I, I encourage people to do 20 minutes every morning as part of mm. Golden Hour. And we mm. talked about it in a previous episode. I'll link that in the show notes page if you want to go and find mm. out about Golden Hour. Um, the Miracle Morning comes from a book from Hal Elrod. Again, what I'll do is I'll put the link up there. It's um, The full title to that book is The Miracle Morning, The Not-So-Obvious Secret Guarantee to Transform Your Life Before 8am. I, I think, uh, and that's brilliant. It's yeah. a brilliant title. Um, and, and absolutely, it's the things that you do to set things up. And by mm. the way, Hal Elrod um, also come out with a journal that accompanies that book. So you might yes. that out. Yeah, my, one of my consultants has just bought it, actually. Oh, so yeah. it's lovely. So it's really nice. Oh, excellent. So check yeah. that out. And the other, other book recommendation I just want to point out there is, is Magic by Rhonda Byrne, another wonderful book. Yes. Uh, all of these things, anything you can do expands the mind. And your business grows when you grow. And that's really important to remember. Your business grows when you grow. So we must yeah. be doing that. So you know, I just I, I want to thank you for everything you shared today. Um, it's, it's just been absolutely brilliant. Anybody who's listening right now, I want to encourage you to go back and think about how you spend your day. Mindset is everything. We need to start focusing on the things that will generate business opportunities. And I think that a couple of things that we can really take from Sophia here today. One is you've got to make fewer decisions by planning your day. And then, you know, it just it's about rinse and repeat, isn't it? Consistency is the most important thing. And so if you set your day up right, if you have a daily method of operation and just follow that through consistently, then one is that you, you'll get results in your business. And we already talked about 532 asks in a year. I mean, that's mm-hmm. got to help. And do those other things that you mentioned, the daily method of operations, or work yours out. One little tip I just want to mention here is that we talked about the miracle morning. And, and if it's okay to share, Safira, one conversation that we had fairly early on when we first started working together because Sphere and I do some work together is that you were saying that Miracle Morning took a long time for you Mm. Um, and that's something you had to watch out for yes it did yeah I mean I I loved the the energy and the focus I gave it all but since having a child I haven't got the luxury of having that hour in the morning I find that I have half an hour so that works for me right now and I would highly recommend if you can set aside an hour of your day you know get up an hour earlier then 100% do it because it does immerse you into that and but I've had to change things around to work in my life right now and half an hour for me every day completely works and then if I'm lucky and Baba's still asleep, I get half an hour of income producing activity. And that's when I do my daily method of operation. So I get to do it an hour before he wakes up. I've done my, my core thing for the day. And then anything on top of that, 
if I want to do more than and I do when I want to move my business to the next level, then I will find even more time to do it. But I know no matter what, that daily method of operation has been um, executed. And our, our team did an amazing challenge a couple of months ago where it really helped us. And this is where my little daily method of operation has finally been honed in, is that we set a daily challenge for 30 days to do this daily method of operation. And we had an accountability group and every day that we, we, um, we did our daily method of operation, we had to check in and say, day one, done, with our favourite emoji at the end. And it was incredible. And this really moved my business to a different level. And then if you missed a day, whether you didn't do the, the activity or whether you didn't check in, you went back to day one. It really highlighted to you what you did and what you didn't do. And therefore, it, and that I went to day 63 before I forgot to, to check in. And that was unheard of for me. And that really built such momentum. It allowed me not to be um, emotionally attached to the outcome because that's what I would do. I would go through these asks. I wouldn't get anything back. And then I'd be like, oh, well, there's no point. And then I'd stop. And then yeah. I'd have to start again. <laughs> so because I had this accountability with this, the group, I wanted to be that person and I was, I was winning and I was like, I don't even care if I'm not getting any answers. <laughs> I just want to be that person who consistently did it. And, you know, they incentivized us and I've got um, a coaching call with one of our top leaders and I, I can't wait for that. I know I've worked really hard for that. And so therefore it's put me in a completely different headspace to be able to know that I am absolutely 100% running my business. Brilliant. Brilliant. Well, that's great. Accountability, really important there. And I think yes. the daily method of operation, focus on the right things, do it consistently. Don't think about it, just do it. And bring in an accountability. We talked about accountability and the four levels of accountability in episode 26. If you've not listened to that episode, then go and listen to that now. But what you're talking about there is level one accountability, a buddy. Um, and yeah, taking part in a challenge. I'll, you know, I'm going to be doing a challenge in, mm. uh, in my inner circle in a few weeks time so if you want to find out about that then do go to the show notes page and you can find out about that but uh, you know you can also create some accountability yourself um, find somebody to do it don't use a family member it never works mm -mm. episode 26 and you'll you'll get the skinny on that uh sphere thank you for being here today oh my pleasure thank you for having me what I'm going to do is I'm going to make sure that we put the links up to your website and to all your social profiles so that people can come and find you and stalk you. Yay, stalk me, stalk me. <laughs> um, you know, Sophia, is, you know, just, um, I, I love spending time with you. I always do. You are so positive. Thank you for everything you shared today. For those of you listening, let's go out and do this. Create your daily method of operation. Get some accountability. We're going to be back next week with another episode. More to learn, more to do. Until then, take care of yourselves. Here's to you and your highly successful business.